Welcome to the Homeschool Specialist Podcast. After homeschooling her nine children for more than 32 years, Pat Weslowski is now the Homeschool Specialist at Bryan College. She offers tips, ideas, and information that will not only enable you to homeschool successfully, but encourage you along the way. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today, I'm going to be interviewing my daughter, Stacy Roberts. Stacy's the mother of four adorable boys, and I'm not biased at all, who range in age from 3 to 13. She was homeschooled from kindergarten through 12th grade, along with her eight siblings, and now she homeschools her boys. In addition to being a homeschool mom, Stacy is a health enthusiast and a fitness instructor. She teaches Zumba, Bar, and Balatone. Being an entrepreneur and balancing home life while homeschooling can be quite a challenge, and today we're going to talk about some of Stacy's successes as well as some of the challenges she faces daily. Welcome to the show, Stacy. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I began homeschooling my oldest three children in the 80s, right after homeschooling became legal. After discovering unit study style co-ops, that's how we homeschool for many years. Having my kiddos study the same subject made my life a little easier, and I love seeing my kiddos work together, give presentations, and enjoy our read-alouds that were based on current studies. I know now that I made more than a few mistakes over the years, and if I could go back in time, I would definitely do it all over again, but I would make some changes. Realizing that it may put you on the spot to have your own mom ask this question, tell us a little bit about your experience as a homeschool student as far as what you enjoyed as well as what you missed out on. <clears throat> no pressure at all, right? <laughs> None. I'll be totally transparent. Um, I actually had a really great experience being homeschooled. You know, as a child, you think that you know more than you actually do. So I did have moments where I thought going to school might be fun or that I might not be as smart as some of my friends. But reflecting as an adult, I can't think of much that I would change. I appreciate the focus that was placed on our faith, real life skills, good morals, resourcefulness and work ethic rather than on test scores. I also appreciate the variety of involvement we had in extracurricular activities for me, sports in particular. Well, understanding a student's learning style is so important to planning a successful homeschool experience. You're the second born of nine, and it didn't take me long to realize that you needed structure, a schedule, and that you actually enjoyed worksheets and classroom experiences. For these reasons, I usually purchase workbooks for you, and I was open to enrolling you in a class when it was affordable and available, and when it worked out with our schedule. Seeing how you homeschool your boys, I realize you're providing the structure and schedule for your boys that you needed as a student. So tell us about how you plan your boys' homeschool schedule. I agree. Being able to cater to your child's personal learning styles and needs is a huge benefit to homeschooling. My kids, like myself, do thrive with a more structured approach. Um, we've definitely tweaked things here and there through the years and always learning and finding ways to improve. We don't start or finish at a set time we have a list each day to be completed. So each child has a separate list. Some subjects are taught together, which I love because we save time and they can benefit from hearing each other's unique input and point of views. Now for the lessons or assignments they do as individuals, they can go in any order they want and at their own pace. This works very well for us because one of my sons works well moving quickly from task to task, while the other two, our youngest is just three, um, but they work better at a slower pace and with more breaks in between. One child is a daydreamer. <laughs> He'll look you in the eye. 
he'll say that he's listening, but often he's in his own world and he did in fact not hear a word that you said. I know this about him, so I'm sure to check in with him frequently and ask him to repeat what I just said to help keep him engaged. This is not the type of special attention he would be able to get in a classroom setting with 20 plus kids. So I'm really grateful that I can work with him in this way. That's really great. One of the things I love about homeschooling is that we have the freedom and the flexibility to go outside, to play, to exercise. We can incorporate that in our day. And I think it's hard to keep our kids busy. It's hard to find things for them to do to remain active. But what changes in your life have you made both personally and with your boys as you learn more about exercise, diet, and brain health? That's a good question. I think the biggest change in the last few years has just been making health education a priority. There are always things to learn about health, ways to grow and thrive, and keeping an open mind is important. I've learned so much in the past year about brain health and how much the gut and the brain are connected. And it, you know, it's easy to become overwhelmed when you hear that you might be doing something wrong or maybe something you are doing you should drop. And I try to really focus on the small changes, just one thing at a time. So we're avoiding radiation a little bit more. We're taking longer breaks from gluten. We are working towards a higher percentage of plants in our diet and being proactive about plant diversity. Uh, we're also recognizing that our kids' brain health is important as well, and they need the same things we do. So prioritizing with them, daily movement, food for fuel, self-care, these are things we're working on and making small changes. So one example of movement would be family bike rides. We kind of avoided this for a little while. Our youngest is still just three and he cannot ride a bike very well, but the other kids love it so much. So we bought one of those little trailers that, you know, we can pull him behind our bikes and we do this several times a week. It's great for them to get out in the sun, they get physical activity and it's a family time that they really look forward to. It is so great that as homeschoolers, we still have the flexibility and the independence to teach our children the way they need to be taught. That's, that's a freedom I really appreciate and enjoy. And you're doing really well at that. But I have multiple questions to ask you now that you're pursuing a career in the fitness and wellness industry. So why the passion about fitness? Well, I'm passionate about health and feeling your best. When we feel our best mentally and physically, we get much more out of our experiences and we have more to offer others. So movement is a big part of health and something that I enjoy. Many people dread or avoid fitness because they haven't found the right fit for them or stuck it out long enough to reap the mental and physical benefits. I have found fitness formats that I love and I believe that everybody can. Also, as a group fitness instructor, you have the ability to be a bright spot in someone's day and I just absolutely love that. Okay, so now I have another question. Is your husband on the same page? How does he support you in your fitness goals? He is absolutely on the same page. We have both always shared a passion for health and fitness. So this is a huge bonus, I realize, when you and your spouse are on the same page, and I don't take that for granted. He is the best supporter. We encourage each other. We hold each other accountable. Um, I'm sure there are many great opportunities that I would have missed out on if I didn't have his support. I also understand that not everybody has that strong support system and you may not be on the same page as your spouse. And what I would encourage is open communication as much as possible. You know, we have a tendency to assume that people know our needs and know what we're wanting from them. 
but we haven't actually voiced it. So the more that you can communicate, this is how I feel and this is what I need, I think that is huge. That is, that's great advice. Really, sometimes we assume somebody knows something and we just haven't even taken the time to share it with them or we haven't communicated well what it is that's really important to us and what we need. So good, good suggestion. So with you, at first, you were set on becoming more healthy, but you soon realized you would enjoy leading exercise classes. So I think as at a young age, you were a competitive gymnast. You had to give presentations weekly at co-ops. That probably helped prepare you to be in front of an audience. But I assume it was probably still a little in intimidating at the beginning. So tell us what prompted you to try this, why you chose the classes you chose and where this journey has taken you. I felt very confident in my physical ability to lead group fitness classes. The thought was very exciting, but I definitely felt intimidated and nervous about having the right personality and how I would do with the speaking and motivational aspect of teaching. The way I think my upbringing prepared me the most was all of my experience getting out of my comfort zone. Like you said, presentations, public speaking, many new opportunities that were scary, but y'all pushed us and we had to do them. So the more you get out of your comfort zone, the more it grows and you have this history to reflect on of all the great opportunities that came from it. So while this aspect scared me, I wasn't going to let it hold me back. I chose Zumba first because it's the class that made me smile the most and really look forward to fitness more than I had probably my whole life. I chose bar next because of the amazing and well-rounded workout that it is. It's great for all ages. It helps so much in everyday life and aging gracefully. And Balatone is my most recent. It's a low impact cardio class and it's not as well known, but it's growing and I love it. My plan is to get a new certification every year. Well, when you first begin as an instructor, you were living in Colorado and your husband worked many hours. So tell us about how you managed to become certified as well as how you balanced your schedule with homeschooling and the classes you taught. I think the two important things are your own drive and your support system. So, you know, when you want to make something work, you make it work. Homeschooling is flexible and our kids are very helpful and supportive. So that is a blessing. The older kids understood what I was doing and they were proud of me. Even though my husband was working long hours, he fully supported me. Every training, every purchase, every interview, he was so encouraging. I also had a sister that lived just a few hours away and she is a really big part of my support system. She drove up anytime I needed her and showered me with encouragement. It was a lot at times to juggle homeschooling, mom life and this new venture, but we made it work and it was so rewarding. So you became an instructor, you found a gym, everything's going well and then your family moved back to Texas, but you found a gym almost immediately. And then COVID-19 comes along. So now you're giving instructions online from home. Was that difficult? If so, how? What are the challenges you encountered with working and homeschooling now that everyone had stay at home orders? Yes, so we moved back to Texas and I feel very fortunate that I found a studio right away to be a part of and start teaching classes. And it was just a few weeks into teaching that COVID-19 happened. And I think every fitness instructor can empathize with me here things changed overnight. All of a sudden we are in this virtual world. We're streaming classes from home and we are our own sound person. We do the audio and you see yourself on all different camera angles. Um, in my case, I had four young boys to keep quiet for an hour straight. 
that was a little bit stressful, um, but my kids really came through for me. Um, I had down days and sad days because I missed the group energy and the ease of teaching in person, but there were positives too, and I try to always focus on the positive. So many people were sharing virtual content. I connected more with other instructors and had opportunities to take classes myself that I hadn't been able to before. I was challenged to teach people from home who didn't have weights and all of the equipment which I used in my classes. And so I had to come up with new choreography and I think I definitely grew from that. Um, Zumba also created an app with a platform for us to teach virtually, which had never been done in the past. So that's an awesome opportunity and a positive to focus on. Music rights are tricky and so they really came through for us with giving us that opportunity to stream virtually. So many of your posts and videos on Instagram and TikTok include handstands. Your highest view on TikTok is actually a really cool handstand trick. It, it's had over 100,000 views. So why handstands? And while you're talking about this, share with our audience about what your boss had you do when you worked at a restaurant as a teenager. <laughs> well, handstands are just so much fun. So in gymnastics, we would even have this gym-wide handstand contest where about 100 people would kick up at the same time and see who could hold it the longest. It's a really great workout. It engages all of the muscles in your body pretty much, and it's just fun. You can do it anywhere. So it's definitely become part of my identity, and I love when people ask me for tips or show me their handstand progress. Um, that's really cool. In fact, I'm about to film a handstand tutorial for my website so people can start from scratch if they want to learn handstand. Uh, the story that you're speaking of, I worked at a small town restaurant and we were all good friends. The owner was there all of the time and he knew that I could do handstands. And so we had a slow day. We had a guest in the restaurant that everybody knew. And he said, what if we put a drink in your feet? When you're up in a handstand, do you think that you could walk this over to their table on your hands? And so we practiced in the back a couple of times and I did it with minimal spilling. And so we did it. I kicked up to a handstand. They put a water in between my feet and I walked on my hands to the table and served it with my feet. It became a fun story. Yeah, I love that story. Thanks for sharing it. Now, let's get back to homeschooling for a minute. You have boys from ages 3 to 13, toddlers to teens. How do you handle this? That's a good question. And I think one of the great things about this is getting help from the older kids while also giving them a great experience. So they'll have things on their list that they need to do that involve helping a younger sibling. It might be math or geography lesson, reading aloud, leading creative play with blocks. They get to become teachers and they actually really enjoy that. It gives me help with the younger kids and time to focus one-on-one -on -one with another child. We do Bible time all together and that's geared towards the younger kids, but I see the older kids learning and growing from this time also. We really want our kids to be best friends and I think these teaching moments and shared learning experiences really nurture that. That's, that's really good. And I know, because I've been around your children a lot, that children who are pleasant to be around is very important to you and your boys are very well behaved. So this prompts two questions. What steps do you and your husband take to ensure that your boys are kind, respectful, and obedient? And what suggestions do you have for the parents who allow their children to dictate the atmosphere of the home? Parenting is hard. We have made mistakes and learned from failures for sure. 
no one gets it right all the time and it isn't black and white. For us, it's important that mom and dad be a united front. It can be very confusing to children and even promote manipulation and dishonesty if parents are on different pages. Also, consistency is key. You're teaching your child what is and isn't acceptable by what you tolerate. If your child pitches a fit and you address what they're upset about, but you don't address the way they are communicating, that child thinks this is an acceptable and successful way to address problems. In the moment, it might be easier to give a child what they want to not enforce consequences, but in the long run, you're making it much harder on yourself. If you set rules, expectations, boundaries, and follow through with consequences, kids will actually learn and adapt fairly quickly and be much more pleasant to be around. And don't threaten consequences you can't or won't follow through with. That just teaches them that consequences aren't real. A personal preference of mine is to never count down. You know the method where a parent tells a child to do something and then starts counting back from three, like three, two, I'm not a fan of that because kids can draw conclusions from these types of things. They think, oh, I don't have to do it right away. I just have to obey before they get to one. Wouldn't you rather your child show respect to authority and obey immediately? You have a lot to share in regard to fitness as well as being a mom. So how can our listeners find you on social media? I am most active on Instagram. My handle is fitness underscore momness. M-O-M-N-E-S-S. I love to share workouts, mom tips, occasional recipes, anything that can encourage and help people to feel their best. I also have a website that we just launched. It's fitnessmomness.com. And my YouTube channel is also linked to the website, which will provide a little bit longer workout videos. Stacy, thanks so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I enjoy opportunities to share what I'm passionate about. So I hope you've all been encouraged by Stacy and her tips for balancing health, homeschooling, and mom life. Be sure to connect with her on Instagram as fitness underscore momness and at her website, fitnessmomness.com. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Specialist Podcast. Tune in for more episodes. If you have any particular subjects you would like the homeschool specialist to cover in future episodes, send an email to pat.wesolowski at brian.edu.